Hey, y'all. Hello, friends. We are back with vignettes number three. (laughs) And today we are talking about reframing liberation as a process and a practice instead of how we typically think of liberation, which is what we've had. What's the conventional ideas around? Yeah, the conventional idea of liberation is that like you do some healing work on your own internal system and now all of a sudden, da-da-da-da, you're liberated and like you're good, you're done. It's a it's a destination that you get to that like once you're there never requires anything else of you. And congratulations, you go live in the Victor's Village. I watched Hunger Games the other day. Sorry. Clearly, <laughs> did you know there's a new Hunger Game, like a prequel coming out this year? You shut your beautiful mouth. My goodness, yes. I didn't know. Okay. But yes. So I'm sure we'll talk about it on the show. Well, yeah, absolutely. So Here's the thing. Liberation is often thought about, you're right, in that context of like this destination that people are going to get to. But the definition of liberation is actually more related to the process of becoming free and not the state of being. It is the process of becoming free from many things, in fact, not even one thing. So Mm -hmm. the idea, and this has been actually something that has always kind of rubbed me the wrong way about conversations around liberation. They don't encompass the reality that people have multiple roles and identities and circumstances Mm -hmm. and that they can be oppressed. When we're trying to be liberated, it's because we are oppressed in some way, right? And if you have multiple roles that you're in or multiple multiple identities that you hold or potentially even multiple circumstances that you live within, you could be oppressed in many different ways. And you can engage in a process of liberation to become free from those types of oppression but they are different. What might be required of you is different to become free in one way versus becoming free in another way. Also, what is required from you when you're on a personal liberation journey, what is different than what we're talking about at a political level, right? Around mm-hmm, like different mm-hmm. ways that people are politically or systemically oppressed. Um, and I just don't, I think that the conversation of liberated or not, right? It doesn't encompass the fullness of that. Yeah. And I'm going to I'm going to say something that's probably an unpopular opinion that people are going to be like, what? And frankly, this is why you should keep listening to the podcast because we'll probably dive deeper into it. So I know that people are going to hear you say like oppressed identities and think like, oh, okay, well, if I have an oppressed identity, then I have liberation work to do. Actually, we all have liberation work to do, because even if you hold a privileged identity, the privilege and power in that identity has is very specifically linked to a let's call it a code of conduct and a way of thinking and a behavioral system, right? That is deeply rooted in maintaining the system of oppression so that you can maintain your position of power. And so even though you might hold a privileged identity alongside, you know, oppressed identities regardless, but even if you have at least one privileged identity, even that identity needs to be uncoupled, needs to divest and needs to be liberated from the existing kind of status quo of ideology and behavior in order for your then oppressed identities to really also be able to flourish in their liberatory process because they're all intertwined. So TLDR, literally every single one of us has liberation work to do. It looks different, obviously, depending on your you know social positioning uh, and like that specific identity. 
Um, but it's for all of us. And this is literally like, and that connection between your own personal liberation journey and that political collective liberation journey, they are also completely interlocked because you cannot participate in or be a part of the process for collective liberation if you have not done your own internalized personal liberation work. 100 percent true. This is, and again, this is one of those things that kind of connected to the idea that everybody should know what they're supposed to say and not supposed to say. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to like um, point fingers and talk about who who holds power. This is actually a different conversation. They're connected, Mm -hmm. but this is a different conversation. And it is 100% true that everyone has liberation, work to do. Yes, even everyone. Insert any identity that you have in a (laughs) about right now even that one like all of right um and I just think that like the more I I see this in the work that I do with my like executive clients people who do have multiple identities different racial ethnic identities right but people who hold privilege whose privilege who who often have to check their decisions against their values, against Mm -hmm. the the role that they think they're supposed to play, the role that they, the person they want to be in the world. There is so much aligning that often has to happen. And these are inter, like interdisciplinary, intermingled, intersectional identities that have to be held at the same time. We can no longer be compartmentalizing our roles or identities or our work. Yeah. And, you know, before we to wrap this vignette up, I also really just want to name, there's a reason it's a process and a practice because, right, we've given you the process element. The practice is, it's all the little things, right? It's learning how to hone and, and step into the tools of giving yourself grace, giving other people's grace, understanding processes of accountability, restorative justice, um, collective community agreements, like all of those things. We are not taught how to do those things in this society. Obviously, that's why we're trying to become free of it. And so it is really a learning and a honing of those tools. And you're never going to get the tool right every single time. So really keeping that in mind, you don't just get there and it's done. This is a forever journey. And even when you think you've leveled up, I promise you there's a deeper level that you can work towards. It's a continuous process because you think you got there and then the world shifts around you. People shift around you. Priorities shift mm-hmm. and circumstances shift. And then you it's that constant recalibration, realignment, reimagining. It is. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. Because as you change, you see the world differently. And when you see the world differently, it causes you to change. So it's this really beautiful kind of dance that you're doing with in life. Like a deepening and an expansion and, and an evolution of who you are in all of the ways. It's not just like, I need to learn this mm-hmm. one thing. I need to get this one credential. I need to get this, you know, one training or I need yeah. to know the right thing to say. Such a different thing than that. Yeah, 100%. So we're clear. Liberation is a process and a practice and not a destination. So check in tomorrow, or if you're not listening to this as these come out, you can go check right now and listen to our thoughts about destination. See you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode in our five-part series. Make sure you are tuned in and subscribed so that you get tomorrow's episode delivered directly to your device. And if you're catching this on the replay, go ahead and listen to all five episodes in this series and be on the lookout for a special invitation from Weez and I.